Unbecoming of Age, the podcast. A cautionary tale. Listen to what they say, then do the opposite. Your hosts, Colin Flynn and John M. Craig. Thank you for joining us. You are tuned in to episode 179, Unbecoming of Age, the podcast. It's all about two guys that have never met in real life, came across each other on social media, and now there's a podcast. I'm one of the hosts. My name is Colin Flynn, and this is John M. Craig. Hi, Colin. It's me. What are we, February 17th, 2020? Yeah. And uh, you are listening to Unbecoming Age, the podcast, uh, not to be mistaken with Unbecoming Age, the children's book, which is coming soon on Amazon. Hi, boys and girls. I'm John M. Craig, and I live in my ex-wife's pool house. How are you? I uh, I just watched uh, the documentary on uh, Mr. Rogers. Oh, I've seen that. Have you uh, seen it? It was it's really good. Pretty good. Yeah, yeah it's pretty good. Really good. He's he's of a different he's of a different time, a different era, like literally from a different time. It was just pretty. If yeah. everything if everything is true and he's never done anything bad, and it seems he seemed like a genuinely good dude, like. Well, he, even yeah, even Tom Snyder, the old late he, show guy, yeah. was like. Yeah. Dude, I'm I'm not sure I'm buying it. He was yeah yeah. Tom Snyder was straight up. I mean, he's just said you know, like what's he he what did he he asked him if he was funny. Like he meant queer, but he didn't ask straight up, are you gay or queer? Like, but just there was something. He was he's just so incredulous, you know. And then he's, before you know think, it, yeah, the word he used was square, square, square. He used square. That's right, not queer, Which, square. Yeah. But and that's what that's what he meant. Yeah. But it seemed that that that's what he was alluding to right like and so and then at the at a certain point then mr rogers bust out um i mean it was probably a different part of the interview he bust out his like daniel tiger puppet you know and yeah and and he was like talking to him because apparently the thing with mr rogers is that i guess when he was a kid he was fat and didn't have a lot of friends and he was very ill and he had you know and in the to open up about his feelings and to share he would take he would be a lot more intimate and personal with the puppet so even though it was right there it was like it was like he was able to channel a different thing and share feelings and he was like sort of talking to tom schneider who was clearly he was kind of amused by it you know be like no this guy's the real deal yeah it it was weird i i gotta tell you um I've kind of missed the the Mr. Rogers thing around our house. It, it wasn't a, a, a didn't ever watch it really, uh, and uh, uh, I think mostly because uh, we just had a crappy presence for uh, PBS in the, in the the area where I lived. It was okay. really it was hard to it was it was like on one of those. Remember when TV had uh, you had like the UHF and the VHF and, and rabbit ear antennas? Or yeah, you rabbit ears. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And so if you wanted to get the VHF, I think it was. Uh, you had to have the the, the add on antenna gizmo, and it was like super for UHF definitely, and it really depended on where yeah. you lived, yeah. whether or not so, you can get those stations. Yeah. yeah. So and the PBS was on that side of things for us, and so I, I didn't really see it. So for me, it was just weird. I was seeing seeing a lot of it for the first time, and uh, I, I didn't realize the the puppet thing was so big. Puppets always have creeped me out. I'm not a big. Yeah, I get uh, it. They they can know. be a little bit creepy, but it, yeah. it's. Well, I had no. I didn't even know until not so long ago that Mister Rogers lives on with that an animated series with Daniel Tiger, and so. But there was like they didn't make money off of Mister Rogers outside of like they didn't merchandise Mister Rogers. 
In today's world, yeah, that would have been, yeah, that would have been. It would have been everything. unheard of. I mean, yeah, the amount of yeah. money that they could have made. But, I mean, it seems just like he really just wanted to help children and, and inform them and have them open with their feelings and sort of. And, and the amount of diversity that was on there, like he had the, I didn't even remember the character, but it was a, a gay black man who yeah. played the cop. Yeah. Right, like yeah. that he had the cop, and and I mean, like, where he would even comment on social issues and deal with, and I I think he even dealt with September 11th and and uh, a few other things that yeah, were like whoa, in a way that like, uh, you know, and and I was I was I was kind of blown away by by how he dealt with certain things, but the thing that was fascinating was with the the cop where there was a whole thing with, um. Blacks not allowed to be swim, not not being allowed to swim in pools, and there was a whole thing in the news. And he had the policeman come over and take off his shoes, and like it was just one of these things where he's sitting in his backyard washing Mister Rogers washing his feet in like the baby pool, right, or cooling them because it was so hot. Right. And the cop came and he, and they shared the pool, and it was just like, huh? The, you wouldn't. I if I had watched that as a kid, I never would have thought like, oh, he's making social commentary. <laughs> no, I like, probably like, wouldn't. Have, wouldn't. Have, yeah, wouldn't have quite got no, that but, far. But, but, yeah, I, you no, know, but I mean, maybe if you were older, you'd be like, you could notice it or, or I, pick I'm up sure, on it. Yeah, but. I'm sure there were parents uh, back in the day that were walking through the through the room and going, what? shaking what, their what, head. What, what the hell is going on there on that television set? Why do they got yeah. their feet together in that? Guy? Get out of that room! Shut that TV <laughs> off! And, yeah. Uh, so that's yeah. That's yeah. I don't know. Yeah, so I, but, and you know, it's funny, and and because he didn't like all of the other television, he didn't like any of that stuff. Like, Mr. Soupy Sales, like, there's like all kinds of stuff that was just, or too much violence, and and this is even way back, you know? Yes. Or the comedy being over the top and stupid and pie in your face, kind of, yeah. Pie in your face, exactly right. And so, you know, so he was doing something different, but uh, yeah, I watched it. You know, almost by accident, just like turned it on, just like to check it out. And next thing you know, I watched the whole thing. Yeah. Um, and 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 I think like I was like, oh, I wish the world were more like that. And yet, my taste in television is so not that <laughs> now. You no, know? like I like yeah. I like dark, twisted things. Like I've been watching The Outsider on HBO, which I had been wanting to watch, and then you told me a couple of weeks ago off mic that you you had been watching it. And yeah, it's really I, good. I, I'm already you know I caught up all seven episodes and next week is the season finale but it's and you didn't spoil it for me because i didn't know anything about it but it really is true detective meets stranger things told, i didn't realize it was stephen king but it's uh it's pretty good it is really well done you know the actors they've they've they did a really good job of casting it with it i like that ben mendelson guy when he's in things he's, is, is he is ben mendelson the australian guy that plays the main cop he plays the main cop. Is he yeah. Australian, though? He is. is. He, he is. Okay. Yeah, I heard. Well, you know what's great about him is I didn't really recognize him. So he he looks like a real person. And Mayor Winningham, even though I know who she is, who yeah. plays his wife, she yes. also, she looks like a real person. They um, do, yes. And, and um, Jason Bateman's wife, the actress uh, in that, and she's been in a couple of other things. I don't know her that well. You know, real Irish-looking woman with the you know reddish hair and the sort of freckles and she also again she's not so well known or recognizable she looks like that and and i'll tell you that uh what's the woman's name the one arivo uh cynthia arivo cynthia british the one that was nominated for uh harriet 
for yeah, uh, right. Har- playing Harriet Tubman, and had the song for that too. She fan- she really is fantastic. Like she af- is. She after is. the episodes, you know, she's got those long braids in it, and and she she's British and she's got like bleach blonde short hair kind of looks like she did during the Oscars right but man and she's doing an American accent and she's playing this part and it's like oh I mean like there's such an earnestness to her performance that yeah it's 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 really quite it's it is well done I'd have to say it's not for everyone (laughs) you know no no it's just like you said it's dark it's it's yeah uh, and and it has it has some triggering um, moments in terms of the subject matter, in terms of the oh, yeah, for sure. of it, you know. I mean, I know people that can't watch any any brutality towards children, any even fictionalized, like they sure. want no part of it. And and so, if, if that's a trigger for you, don't watch it. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I get yeah. that. Uh, you know, that you know. that would be rough. Um, oh, I, I read a review of the the Hunters, the, the TV show that I worked on. Yes. And, you know, I, I didn't read the scripts. I mean, I think I had access to, like, maybe one script, but I didn't read them, and I knew it was dark, and I knew it was violent, and I read uh, a review. The show's coming out in uh, at the end of this week, on uh, the 21st. This, mm-hmm. this coming Friday. Um, and, and it seems so over the top. And I know, I remember when I was driving the, the guy who created the show, it was like, that was the whole point, is, like, if you're... You know, if you kill monsters, if you are, are you a monster, right? You know, and it's like these 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 band of soldiers, you know, individuals, real people, well, fictionalized people, but the, these were this was a real thing chasing down Nazis, former Nazis. Do you know? I, I saw it's not related to that show, but uh, I did not realize this, but. Um, J.D. Salinger, the author, the guy that wrote Catcher in the Rye, okay? Yep. He, uh, he had a very strange, uh, very, he, his whole story, uh, there, there's a, there's a, um, on, I think it's on Netflix, there's a documentary about it. Um, but what he did Im- immediately following the war, he was, he was in the war, he, he fought in the war, he was in D-Day, and, um, and uh, all the way through uh, until the the Germans gave up and was in really in the shit. Uh, and wh- while that was while he was writing Catcher in the Rye, he he kind of started it and um, had um, one of the, the short stories that kind of started it. He had a deal that the, um, he was the guy that was going to be published in the New Yorker, and I don't think it ever made it to the New Yorker because um, they bombed Pearl Harbor and uh, and things took off and got crazy. So anyway, he ended, ended up finishing uh, Catcher on the Rye while he was uh, a, a you know, soldier, soldier overseas. But when he got out of the uh, service, they um, his one of his well his job was out of out of the I guess he was still in the service but what he was doing immediately afterwards was chasing down the nazis that were still in the you know this is fresh after the war so there was there was a bunch of them that were like hiding and trying to blend in and act like they were not soldiers they were citizens and that sort of thing and um he was uh running around capturing these people and he ended up strangely uh he ended up and he salinger was jewish uh he ended up marrying a German woman who had been a Nazi and he brought her back to the United States immediately following the war. The marriage broke up very quickly when he got back and his Jewish parents were like, who the fuck is this? Um, what did she do during the war? She's German and she was a Nazi. Uh, yeah, that probably is not going to go very far uh-huh. with your with your Jewish parents. But um, the Salinger story 
is a good one as, as well. Where would you come across that? It's on. Uh, I'm pretty it's sure it's Netflix. It's it's a, oh, it is. J- it's a there, series. Yeah, there's a, there's a series a, or a uh, no. It's just a, a documentary, documentary about J- J.D. Salinger. Yeah. I, I knew. I knew the the vague story that um, when he wrote Catcher on the Rye, he kind of disappeared and didn't write anything for a long time after that. And everybody was like, they, you know, they, they were like, he's the, you know, he this is the best author, the best um, thing that has hit literature in decades. And people were saying, you know, he was the next Hemingway. And of course, Hemingway was cranking out these books, uh, um, you know, one right after another. Salinger just wrote that book and stopped and uh, was a good number of years until he decided to poke his head out again and he kind of went into seclusion because um, yeah I, he came from money his, his parents had money and uh, he made a lot of money off the book so I know what that all had to do with it but um, it's an interesting story in and of itself but he was he was a Nazi hunter um, well you know you, you said he married you know a uh, uh, a German woman brought her back to the States and uh, she was a Nazi. And, and to me, it's like the minute uh, it sounds like a wacky sitcom, you know, yeah, it's yeah. just like, it's like a crazy. And, and actually I think they did something. I think there was a, a British sitcom that had a Hitler thing in it. And, uh, there was many years ago, I don't know if you got mad magazine, you're of an age that you would have read mad magazine, right? Yeah. Oh, I did all the time. Yeah. Right. So in the early 1970s, and I actually, it wasn't, I was, I must have been an infant or, or a toddler at the time, but someone in my family, um, you know, an older relative had this uh, issue of Mad Magazine. And it was, there was one, uh, the story, it, the comic was called Gall in the Family Fair. And there's a whole thing with Archie and hitler and it was like my and and there's a guy doing a hitler impression and it came with a record so it was a comic in it and it's actually on youtube and i listened to it recently because i in my mind i thought i made this up mm-hmm. right because it was like was that real <laughs> did they really do oh i mean it's over the top and it's dark you know like, these dudes that were wrote for mad magazine were twisted and probably high as fuck Oh yeah, absolutely. Those guys, yeah, definitely drug humor as a part of that. I was trying to think. There was a band that was very prolific, that had uh, all of their albums were good, but they were all like wildly different. And the one guy had a mustache, like a Hitler mustache. Does that ring a bell with you? Um, Um, I don't know. Think of the name of that. I know the band was. the band was uh, they were banned in the in russia because of the hitler mustache thing and um th- god who the hell were those guys i know it's driving me nuts um and i probably shouldn't even brought it up because i'm not gonna remember it i'm trying to google it as i as i'm speaking here hitler mustache rock and roll band yeah my i my google hitler mustache band didn't work for me that's <laughs> no, not coming up wait 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 Dun, dun, dun. Let me see if I've got this or not. Sparks. That's the name of the band. Sparks. Did you ever listen to Sparks? No, I don't remember them at all. What? When was this? What time? I, th- I think Sparks are actually still in existence now. Um, pretty sure they've they've yeah they've got um, probably like forty albums, and they're all they're all really good, but they're all like wildly different. Um, it's 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 strange. If you hmm. if you want to go into a, a weird little rabbit hole, listen to Sparks for a while. I, I got one of their albums once on vinyl. I was at some place, and for some reason, the 
the cover spoke to me and so I bought it and it was really good and I thought uh, you know I'm gonna buy the next one I mean I'm gonna buy some more and, and so I bought a, another album and the the one that I bought after following the first one that I had, I had gotten and I can't remember the name of it but it was like a different group it, they, it was really good but it was like a different band i was like what the hell is this i was like couldn't figure out if i'd gotten screwed up over the whole thing but no uh the uh lead singer is a guy named russell male according to right Lucy. yeah russell and his brother ron yes and yeah. they're the two dudes yeah, yeah formed in 1967 and they're still they're still performing apparently still and touring yeah it shows yeah. associated acts franz ferdinand like what did they open for him or whatever but it's here the, here's the thing is that uh, wikipedia has their genre as art rock glam rock new wave opera rock techno opera synth pop so there's <laughs> a lot going on there occasionally heavy metal yeah but uh, they were banned in they were banned in russia at one point i know because of the because of the hitler mustache which is a complete weird tangent that i got on which uh is the uh, I, I do that shit my my wife uh, as i we were getting ready to do the podcast i said you know we're, we started to watch the the outsider and uh, is it outsider or outsiders anyway the outsider the outsider okay so we started watching that and i said i gotta you know we're gonna do the podcast so you know can we pick this up again and she said Usually she doesn't ask, but she asked, "What are you? What are you going to talk about on the podcast?" <laughs> and, I, and I looked at her. And no I, idea. I was well. That's what I was thinking was no idea. And she's like, and she's like, "You like to keep it kind of shallow, don't you?" And I was like, "I, I you know, <laughs> Ish. just yes." Yeah, she's like, "You never go more than three inches deep. You you, you just want to keep it top level, don't you?" And I was like, "And I had I had written down on a piece of paper. I almost and I didn't pull this out. And I had." Um, I had four, actually four bullet points that I thought we could cover. Uh, one is uh, ass cheeks. Uh, number two is David Crosby. Number three is not queer enough. And number four was adventure ramen. Those were the only wait, thoughts. Wait, wait, these are random thoughts or there these, are thoughts behind are, the thoughts? There are thoughts behind the thoughts, but this is what I, I had as, as things, you know, if I need to look over and go, hey... I could say, I could tell you about the the ass cheeks or the David Crosby or the not not queer enough thing, or the adventure ramen. And uh, you know. okay, so I this is going to be really hack. I'm approximately way. Uh, how far in are we? I want to let someone know. We're about 18 minutes in right now. Yeah, roughly. Okay, so uh, I, I I'm going to go with ass cheeks, and the reason I'm going with ass cheeks is because um, I met um, a friend whom I had met on on Periscope via Periscope. He's the one, um, Matthew Cunningham. You're saying it's he's slowly, the one who listens to not only our podcast but all of his podcasts at one and a half times speed. He may and have something in his ears that. He maybe he listens to all of life in in a quick. He does. He uh, anyway. I, I can't read his text right now. But so he and I met up yesterday. So he and his boyfriend were in New York City because it's a it was a long weekend. Um, it's President's Day weekend, so they came in on Saturday, did their thing, and uh, they they went to uh, I forgot what the name of the party was, but I could find it here. And this is the reason we we met up. We we went to the vessel. You know the vessel at the Hudson. And yards that weird structure oh, okay I'll, I'll maybe post some pictures on twitter i i mean not twitter instagram uh but where did he see he he uh oh something called the meat party and he just wrote in parentheses don't ask 
he was he was he let me know he was going to be in town in New York City, and I went. He wanted to meet up, and they they did have plans to go to this meet party and whatever. I don't. I still don't know what a meet party is, uh, but I don't think like. I, I mean, I could probably go and still be uh, a, a vegetarian or, you know, not eat meat. Well, sure. literally, and not ingest. Wow. Well, the thing is, is that I don't know that I'd be okay with that, but I didn't I didn't ask too many questions about the meat party. But um, would, you anyways, go as a, would you go as a top or a bottom? I don't know anything. I don't know what those things mean. <laughs> I don't think, I mean, that's a, is, is, is that a kind of diet? What is that? Um, it's, yeah, whether you yeah. have cheese on the so, top or the bottom, I guess. No, I don't know how that works. Uh, yes. I, no. I, so, so okay, so anyway, so I did see Matthew. He did show me that he was all caught up. He was all caught up. Caught up. He had listened to every episode. I mean, okay. one and a half times speed, but nonetheless, that's still a lot of time. You know? Sure. You know, yeah. So, you know, um, so I wanted to talk about him. He said I hadn't talked about him in a while. I said, yes, yeah. I had. I referenced him not so long ago. Maybe not by name, but uh, yeah, he's a very, very nice guy. And uh, We, we were having a gay conversation, and you, you thought of him during that. Is that what you're saying? I mean, no, I mean, he would, I mean, he he's not an oversharer. Quite the opposite. Like, he'll ask okay. a lot of questions about me, and I'm like, I don't want to. You listen to every episode. No, I share plenty on the podcast. I don't need to tell you anything. He Sorry. knows a lot more about me than I know about him. Well, the the ass cheeks story has nothing to do with uh, a, a meat party of men, a, a manly uh, meat uh, uh, party. Yeah, that's it. That's a bunch of men meeting. That's all it was. M e e t meat it's party. M e meet up. Meet up. It's like meetup.org. Yeah. It's one of those yeah, kind of yeah, things. Exactly. Right, so where yeah. did the ass? Che- okay. So <laughs> is this something you came across in the world? Well, we had a we had a discussion uh, this this week in the in the house about ass cheeks. As, as you well know, uh, we we're planning a vacation, a spring break vacation. I, I think I told you about that. Uh, we're the family vacation. We're headed to uh, to well, it's kind of shifted a little bit. We're we're headed to Pensacola, Florida, which is. Um, Pensacola is right where Alabama and Florida meet out on the Panhandle, and so it's the kind of the Gulf Shores uh, slash um, I don't know what they call it. The, the, I think it's the Gold Coast or something like that is what the Florida side of it's called. But uh, anyway, so we we have a um, a place that we've uh, we've leased down on the on the beach, and it looks it looks fantastic. It's got uh, it's right on the beach on white the big this big white sand beach, and there is um, it's got a big pool. It's got a um, it's got a uh, workout center. There's a uh, I think there's a sauna and a whirlpool, and just there it's it's really looks fantastic. And both of the girls are going to bring a friend. And so no, I'll no. actually, yeah, I'll be down there with uh, with with five five women, five five females. You're, you're gonna drive? We're gonna drive. Yeah, it's it's about a it's, from here. It's like 13, 14 hours to drive. What do you take there. the minivan? We will take the van down there, and uh, we'll, we're gonna get, we're gonna break it up on the way down there, and um, uh, drive like seven hours, and then stay, and then um, go the next day, and then on the way back, we're gonna push back, and one big one big push on the way back is what we decided to do. So, um, which will be fine. It's it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be it's gonna be great. But um, Zoe, who is uh, is yeah, thirteen, yeah, um, she's was starting to uh 
she likes she likes to spend money. She likes to shop, so she's trying to you know, plan her her wardrobe for the event. Even though we're we're about um, it's mid March is when this is happening. So so we've got we've got a ways here. We're about a month about a month off, but she's starting to spend money already on on the stuff that she wants to buy for the for the beach. And um, so she sends a, a picture to her mother of the swimsuit that she wants to get, which is basically um, where the where the ass cheeks thing the, the discussion comes in. She sends this picture. And it's 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 not it's not like a thong exactly, and I, and I, I'm feeling comfortable talking about uh, you, when you start talking about your daughter, and, and you start talking about uh, swimwear and thongs and things like that. It starts to it starts to get into some real real greasy, not good sort of. Uh, it's just not, not a great place to to to, to be as as a father. Uh, it, it just isn't. And uh, but um, we're just looking at the picture, and and it's it's it's. It's inappropriate, you know, and, uh, it, you know, um, if my ass was sticking out that far, it would, you know, not that that would happen, but, you know, it's it's just, it's not for a family vacation and for a 13-year-old, just she had picked out something that was totally not appropriate whatsoever. And and then she was trying to, in her argument, uh, she was, t- okay, the first thing she goes to is she tries to conflate this argument where um, she's going, my body my choice is what she's trying to so she's trying she tries to take the language from like an abortion rights uh, sort of argument and she tries mm. to conflate that into a discussion about a inappropriate bathing suit and then she starts throwing in language like fat shaming all of all of these buzzwords all of these little little cutesy quick things that you can say to people to throw them off base and try to get them to apologize for for being the in in the wrong if you were an adult you know if you're an adult and you were trying to use that but you know she definitely was uh, was going into a, 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 a I guess a place of um, and our, uh, the, the the position she was arguing from was uh, it wasn't fair, it wasn't nice. Um, I it, to to her mother the way she was uh, carrying on with the, the with the conversation. Rachel's finally just like, no, you're not. She just got finally got down to, no, you're not fucking wearing that bathing suit. <laughs> After a lot of back and forth and a lot of discussion. <sighs> Anyway, so you know, that's that's the kind of thing you, you so got. You know, did she did did she end up buying a bathing suit? She's she's getting a bathing suit, but she's not getting that one. And and I know for sure what's going to happen is we're going to get down there, mm-hmm. and the beach is going to be full of people with their asses hanging out because that's where we're at in America these days. Uh, well, I mean, I think I think in Florida, asses have been hanging out for a very long time. This I, is I think, this is the Panhandle, I, yeah. but you know, which I, I don't is know not much like about Miami. the Panhandle. It's, it's not, so it, far west. Well, it's as far west. It's, it's, it's northwest. It's as far northwest in Florida as you can get. Yes, you're yeah, close. Exactly. You're closer to it than I am. It would take me 18 hours to get there. It would take you about 15. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. and so you know, it's a. I, I I couldn't even imagine that. But you're sort of like a straight shot going south exactly. Whereas yeah. I would have to go southwest, and I'm further north. I'm yeah, further northeast. Yeah. You know, you'd way, have to. You know. Yeah. yeah, you'd have to get across all the all you know Mississippi, Alabama, that whole Georgia, that whole thing. Yeah, to, to right, get, right. To get there. It's not the route I would do because normally when I go, if I were to go down to Orlando as I've done three times, I go straight down Route ninety five south, and it's just right along right along the east coast, like the coastline, pretty much. Not exactly, but sort of. So, um, 
Yeah, so how long is that trip? We'll be there. We are leaving on, uh, we're overnight Monday. Uh, so we're leaving on Sunday. We're overnight there Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and coming back Friday. So is four, this four the first there. time they're bringing friends? Uh, that is, yeah, the first time they're bringing friends. Yeah. Mm. So, um, and then we've also told them when we, when we arrive, we're not going to, um, we, we tried to look very hard for a place that has everything going for it location wise. Like I said, it's got the pool, it's got the, the, uh, health club sort of, uh, exercise facility thing there. It's got all the, uh, the, the ocean going on. Uh, there's a lot right there and we've told them we're not going to drive all over South Florida, uh, or not, well, it wouldn't be South Florida. We're not driving all over the panhandle for entertainment. When we get there, we're basically going to drive there and park and, um, uh, Dig Rachel your heels and I, in and make the most out of where yeah, you are. Exactly. Rachel and I are going to get groceries on the, when we get down there and we're going to plan to, you know, there, there'll be lots of food and we're going to make them, you know, eat real food and not right and going out might be a special thing one or one or two nights or whatever the case may be yeah yeah exactly a a a a a more efficient trip that's not going to cost you all your arms and legs right exactly (laughs) try to right like that'll that'll add up especially especially when you have the two the two additional kids yeah because there's an extra thing yeah so there's probably if you're out on vacation you got two extra kids that's another you know 40 50 bucks per meal you know if you're if you're eating somewhere right for the most part you're not gonna it's it's rare you're gonna get out of there for less than 20 dollars a person most restaurants even you know if it's a sit-down restaurant exactly yeah doesn't matter what state you're in yeah and it's and they're and if they're like my kids they're gonna order something and then they're not gonna eat it i'm gonna be looking at that going oh that's great we just spent fucking you know whatever (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right, and, and 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 the last thing you want, uh, the last thing I like to do when I'm around, when if my, if I allow, uh, particularly my daughter's friend to come, is is to get all bent out of shape and all frustrated and angry. Like that's not a good look. <laughs> like no, angry, no. angry, frustrated dad in that moment is because then at that point then don't bring that you know, don't invite her. You know, I I'm always relieved when Kylie has a friend sleeping over, and then and then I. Uh, and then I'd be like, I want to go out to eat in the morning, but they're still here. Because, <laughs> like, you know, it's yeah. like, that vegan restaurant's expensive. So, yeah, you, you got to decide, you know, all those things, I guess, when, you, when you're parenting. You know, how, are you going to let the kid? And mostly, I, it makes me uncomfortable. I don't want, to, you know, if, if, and I use this, I, I say this, and I sound exactly like my parents when I say this, but, you know, uh, when you're 18, you can do what you want to do, you know. And when you're 18, that's when you're able to do things, you know. They've they've both asked at times, you know, would it be all right if I? Uh, and a lot of things now they want to they want to get their nose pierced. Like, man, yeah. the, I'm, I'm glad their mother is with me on this, because their mother has said no, no, you can't get your nose pierced. You can get your nose pierced when you're when you're 18. There's nothing I'm going to, as a parent, going to be able to do when you're 18 other than tell you which uh, nose piercing do they want? Do they want the one? In the middle, I, f- I don't know. They, or they just like the because I, if it were like the really small, tiny one with like a like a tiny little like diamond stud kind of thing, that wouldn't bother me too much. 
Uh, but but she's, she's decided to let them wait until they're older to do that. Same thing with uh, any tattoo type yeah, thing. No, sure. no, no tattoos. No, 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 no piercings. And, and, um, no belly button, no nose, no, no, none of that stuff. You can do all that stuff when you're 18. Um, you know, then, then it's up to you. You get your own, you get, you move out, get your own place, do what it, what, what you want to do when you're 18. There's nothing I, I'm going to be able to do at that point, uh, other than, you know, sneer a little bit when I see it. Uh, and, that's all you can do as a parent but uh, at the the having the ability to say no to a lot of things it, it's getting harder as a parent to be able to do that because uh, there's usually some knucklehead down the street uh, who's let their kids do all the all these things um, I was just watching in Iowa we have um, um, wrestling as a big thing as a sport high school wrestling it's yeah, huge yeah, in the yeah. state of Iowa uh, I was watching the high school some high school wrestling and I was seeing um, a fair amount of of these guys these uh, high schoolers that are wrestling uh, boys who you know you're still in high school so you're under 18 I would think generally for the uh, most part right for the most part fair amount of tattoos on these guys yeah and yeah. i'm like who's the fucking idiot that's letting the kid make a life decision on on uh, you know putting a or whatever the hell they're putting you know what what, what is the tattoo corn or something or whatever the the band du jour is you know yeah the, uh, okay maybe you're gonna arrive at age 30 35 or whatever age and look at that and go yeah that was yeah, that was a good decision maybe uh-huh. you'll do that but chances are they're, they're putting something stupid on but um there's a good chance that they're they're getting tattooed at the same time as the parent with a dumb tattoo depending i've got a couple tattoos but um I I, yeah i don't have any and at, at, at 48 i I kind of I've wanted to tattoo, but I'm like I just at no point in my life have I thought hey, you know what that's 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 one that I want there for the re- I'm gonna be happy with this throughout space and time. I'm gonna wake up one morning at 73 and go like that was a good idea. And I'd be like what what how'd that get there? What is that? You know well, I, I don't know I don't have any. Yeah, uh, I'm you know, glad I didn't get one. I don't, I don't adhere to the you know that that thing where you hear people say well when you when you get old that's going to look bad well yeah, here's news when you get old most of it all of it looks bad yeah. <laughs> it's just more of the bad on top of the bad that's already there uh, you know it's yeah there's very few people that are going to arrive uh, at whatever you know would pick the age it's 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 i heard somebody the other day talking about um they don't refer to it as getting old they refer to it as decay because at a certain point um it's probably age 40 ish for most people and then it's you're you're in you're in the, you're into decay it's just decay <laughs> and it you know there's no there's no there's no propping that shit up it's just going and uh, it may go slower for some people based on some things but yeah it's just the way it is that's that's what happens there's a lot of decay so, so speaking of decay david crosby david crosby's not a young man he's got to be he's got to be uh, in his 70s at this point i would think yeah, yeah. you I'm mentioned him as one of your surprised he's alive because uh, you know he he went through the uh full-on uh he had to have a liver transplant that was quite a while ago uh because he had he had done so many drugs and uh, abused uh his his body so bad that his his liver failed completely and he managed to uh buy his way into a new one um what yeah, else 70, 78 years old yeah and he also was he yeah. also was the uh sperm donor for uh melissa etheridge melissa etheridge well not well for, not melissa yeah. etheridge but for Mil- melissa etheridge's wife his, her wife and they were not at the at the meet 
the meat puppets show or whatever that. <laughs> the the what the which the, the, whatever the, that thing the, that you, you know they were talking about the meat. I don't the, know what that meat was. Market, I don't meat show. remember now. You, I blocked your friends, it out. Your friends were going to the. The, the male meat, the male meat party. Anyway. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, I don't remember, yeah. But, uh... uh, uh yeah, David Crosby. So, um, I, I started listening to this podcast. I, I saw that, um, um, David Crosby was, uh, he's got a podcast now. And so, um... Uh, and it's something about freak flag fly. You know, he's got the, he's got a lyric in. Uh, um, he's got a song that I really like. Almost cut my hair. Freak flag flying. Freak yeah. flag flying. And uh, he's he, uh, yeah. So anyway, there's a lyric in the the song. Almost cut my hair, which is a great song. Um, uh, and uh, anyway, so there's uh, this lyric in there. So I. I I started listening to the podcast a little bit and um, it wasn't nuts really about the podcast. He's got a guy that uh, is kind of a fanboy sort of dude, an older fanboy guy that uh, yeah. is, is... He's a writer, Steve Silberman. Yeah, Steve uh, leads David Crosby through conversations about this, that, and the other thing and uh, things that are relevant uh, to his life now and and stories about... You know, back in the day with Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. Yeah, it looks like there's only been one episode. Is that correct? I think there's more than one. Um, okay, maybe. Uh, uh, it says he talks about Neil Young, too. I want to know. Yeah, so one thing they talk about, though, in, in that was um, they got into this discussion about how uh, David Crosby loves the Internet. And he's been uh, really, uh, since the you know, late 90s, when, when things really started taking off, he, he embraced it fully, and he, he really loves Twitter. And um, he, he engages a lot on Twitter. That's his thing. He really tries to, to, uh, to talk to people on Twitter and, and uh, respond about stuff. So I started following him just for the fun of it on Twitter, seeing what, what, what it was all about, what he's talking about. And um, he, uh, he likes to get questions about the musical stuff, and he likes to give little glib answers and you know, stuff where he's not really, maybe, uh, he's not going to give you the answer you're looking for. He likes to be, he's, he's kind of a witty, you know, witty guy in, in ways with, with the responses and things like that. So I thought, just for the hell of it, I would, I would try this. Okay, it's David Crosby. Crosby stills Nash and Young, you know, it's, he's a... A rock icon. He's not my favorite guy from the band or anything from that band. And I, I did like them. I saw them live in various iterations. I've, I've seen Crosby, Stills, and Nash. I think a couple times I saw Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young once, um, just um, as the standalone thing. Um, Listen to quite a bit of it, um, and so um, I was uh, going to give it a whirl. Thought I'll, I'll try to I'll try to reach out to, to David Crosby and. I swear to God, I tweet something. I tweet a, a okay. So the question I tweeted was, um, "Did you have any favorite backup bands?" Was the question I asked. I sent, "Go." I tweeted it. It took about five seconds. He likes my tweet, and he tweets back several. That was his answer. Several. <laughs> Would you like to elaborate specifics? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so wait. So he. When was this? When did a, this is with my personal tw Twitter account, which is thecolinflynn.com. And then you did this recently? Two days ago, I two think. Days uh, two days ago. So I do that thing. So I'm thinking. You think he's actually doing it? 
Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. So so then I today I saw that he was on again, and I saw some of the tweets coming through were like 14 seconds ago and stuff like that. You can tell mm-hmm. how recently they tweeted. So, um, And somebody had asked him some question, something about the Eagles, uh, the rock band, the Eagles. And... Um, so, uh, and he had mentioned Hotel California as being uh, a song that he really liked. And so I sent him a question. Again, I say, was Don Felder, who's the guitarist, one of the guitarists in the, in the Eagles, and he's, he got in a fight with other members of the Eagles and end, ended up quitting. Uh, there was a big, big brouhaha about it at one point. They, um, he got in a fight with, uh, with Don Henley uh, over some stuff. And uh, so I said, was Don Felder right? Question mark. Hit send. He sends back the reply right away. I mean, literally, like 10 seconds later, I get a reply back. No. <laughs> that was his answer. <laughs> no. And so I'm figuring it out that uh, if you want to have a conversation with David Crosby, <laughs> it's, it's highly possible you can, you can do that. Um, you may yeah, not I, get much, you're not going to get much of an answer. But. I, I told you that, I think I've told you this before, I'm sure, I'm, I'm fairly confident I spoke about it on here, is when I was on Periscope, uh, you know, Twitter's live streaming app, um, this is probably back in, what, 2015-ish, mm-hmm. um, comedian Albert Brooks mm-hmm. had... He was pretty, you know, he was pretty active on Twitter. Okay. He had a Periscope account. Right. And he broadcast a, a few times. And what he did was he didn't put the camera on himself. He just put it in the dark and he basically just talked. And it was like he, and he was having a conversation. And I remember I wrote a comment and there, you know, it, it's Albert Brooks. It's actually Albert Brooks. I mean, you hear his voice. It's unmistakable. And he just treated it like it was like a radio show, you know, like a radio thing. And he just like was reaching people in real time. And I remember making a comment and he repeated it and he laughed. And I was like, that was, I don't know how, but I made Albert Brooks chuckle. <laughs> And it was it was unmistakable because I was the only one who wrote right. whatever I couldn't I can't tell you what it was but yeah. I was like that felt really good you know yeah and and it was it was just he was just playing with the thing I was like God and and there were I, I guess it's it part of part of doing a certain thing when you're when you're out there in the world and you're a performer it's like uh, watching Springsteen that that uh, Springsteen on Broadway whatever it's called on Netflix and be like and he's telling his story and he's doing his thing or when I saw him the one time live and I'm not a crazy big Springsteen it's like he, he seems to get it he seems to get that beyond being a musician a poet uh, right, he's a performer right and and it's kind of part of the gig <laughs> you know it's especially these days you know is it's accessibility yeah it's uh, you know uh, and so anyway uh so it, it's interesting that he's taken to it as, as well listen it's it, if trump same thing if he were to answer people like in real time no 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 that? not real thing but the same thing and that he's using the platform to reach to use it as as you know his his mouthpiece oh yeah definitely to reach a certain segment of of the people that he's sort of Almost, you know, hijacked the Republican Party. Just think know, what and if sort he of shifted and changed the thing by it, just using that tool. Exactly. If he did the Q and A kind of thing, like which is what you know um, Crosby's doing. If he did that, where he was giving these really quick answers back to people, mm. that would be that would be 
too weird. That would be strange. Well, I mean, that would be problematic, even more yeah. problematic. Uh, than, than now, yeah. You know, so, uh, so, so what was it? Um, I forget what it was. Oh, my, my cousin, you were talking about David Crosby. My cousin, Beth, it's my mom's first cousin. Younger than my mom, older than me. She's probably she's probably in her early sixties. Uh, she's a doctor, Boston. Uh, she's got a, a a new a guy in her life who's like a fiance. They're engaged, but you know they they uh, they were in Manhattan and they came to Staten Island yesterday. You said she's a doctor. Visit. She's a doctor. Yeah. Okay. Of what kind of uh, doctor? Uh, uh, I think a uh, uh, primary care. You know. MD. MD, okay, MD okay. doctor, yeah, yeah. Right. You know, I think she's a, like a Massachusetts general or something like that. But, but anyway, so she, um, she and um, the fiance uh, Gary were in Manhattan, and the night before they went to Iridium, which is a jazz club thing across from like Lincoln Center. Okay. And they saw, my mom had texted me on Friday night. She's like, are you going to come over on Sunday? Because they're coming, they're in Manhattan and they're coming on Sunday morning. But right now, they're seeing Herman's, Herman, Herman's, Herman's. Herman's, Herman's. And, and I'm like, Herman's, Herman's. And I wrote back to her, Mom, what are you talking about? I don't know. What do you mean, Herman, Herman's? And, and, and she didn't say anything right away. She didn't respond right away. She like sent like a barrage of like three texts, and then I sent back, what do you mean, what do you mean Herman's, Hermits? And then she's like, no, Herman's, Herman. And I'm like, what are you talking about? What? And she wrote, and then she just wrote back, look it up. I'm like, I did. I think you mean Herman's Herman. And so I saw her on Sunday morning, and I saw Beth and Gary, and I said, what, what did you, who did you see on Friday night? She said, they're like Herman's Hermits. And I'm like, Mom, what do you do you remember I mentioned that? She, I, I, were you drinking? She's like, oh, yeah, I probably had a bottle of wine. I'm like, oh, my God, my mom's <laughs> drunk texting is ridiculous. Anyway, but uh, I I ended up driving Beth and, and, and Gary into Manhattan, and that's what allowed me to go spend some time with my, you know, with Matthew, who lives in D.C. and goes to meet men at parties, um, and and they they said that um, what's what's the guy from Herman's Hermits, the uh, Peter Noon, Peter Noonan, Peter Noon, Peter Noonan, right? Or is it Noon or I think it's Noon? No, is it Maybe. Noon or Noonan? I, I, I think it's Noon uh, uh, with an E. But anyway, I mean, he was pretty big on VH1. Like he was on like all the time, like and so yeah, he said he, he you know he, he plays the songs and he tells a lot of stories, you know. And I don't know, he, I don't know if he has a residency there, but he probably does fairly well doing yeah. his thing, you know. Noon, noon, you're right. Uh, yeah, I think you know, but he probably pulls in a a good high six to low seven figures doing these kind of gigs, and there's an audience for it, and and but it's it's what boggles my mind is like how old these guys are <laughs> you know like, like these are guys in no he's he's probably in his early 70s okay um 72 but, i just looked it up uh, yeah and 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 you but but like it boggles my mind that david crosby is is older than donald trump <laughs> you know what i mean like you think about it like donald trump is not young he is 76 now i think something yeah. like that, ish he's 75 whatever it is he's not that young and it's like, but there are, are guys that were rock stars that are that much older. Yeah. He's, you know, he's, uh, I can tell by the stuff he's, he tweets about, he's fairly frustrated with the world of music and that there's nobody 
that's out there that's trying to be the you know you know Crosby Stills Nash and Young they were the like the anti-war you know um, mm. they had the um, um, tin soldiers and you know Nixon's coming uh, that whole thing you know um, Ohio that that song uh, you know about mm-hmm. Kent St- about the Kent State massacre and they were you know they were yeah they were they were trying to you know Woodstock that song and all they were at Woodstock and the whole the whole business they were trying to um, they were trying to be the uh, subversive anti-government anti anti-war anti you know bad politics sort of thing and he's frustrated that there's not any groups or bands out there that are willing to stick their neck out enough to to go down that path these days <laughs> well i you know i i don't necessarily know that that's true I think there are some for sure, yeah. And I'm the only one that I really can think of off the top of my head as I was saying it was um, Jason Isbell, uh, the um, Americana guy. That uh, Jason Isbell in the 400 unit uh, is uh, the band that he fronts, uh, and he's uh, he, he's he's a, he's a big deal. In, in the, oh, in, that, yeah. but is that drive by truckers? No. Yeah, yeah. He was in. He was in. Yeah. Yeah. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but you, but you, like. Listen, you you know, Childish Gamb- Gambino, chi- chi- Childish Gambino. Gambino, right. Donald Glover, This Is America, you know, Kendrick yeah. Lamar. There are songs and there are artists yeah, yeah, that yeah. do speak up about political unrest and pro. And, and, so, and, and I would say that the thing is, is that there's so much more out there now that you're not necessarily getting that in like a pop music star. Or I, I think I think it's maybe a little bit more subtle or it's, it's just not it's a different time. You we know. don't have like a uh well radio's different so so yeah there's not a there's there's not like you can go from one market to the next and turn on the top 40 station and they're going to play Crosby Stills Nash and Young or you know or that type of a song followed by you know um some sort of uh, uh black music followed by some sort of uh, pop music you know they they were well I, I just I just think we you're you're dealing with you know reaching different segments of the population yes there still is pop music and it's out there but it's it's a lot of hip-hop and it's ariana grande and you know but billy eilish post malone and you know it's just different it is different and and you know back the days he's talking about or the the the, you know when he was coming up Herman's Hermans, <laughs> Herman's yes. Hermits. Herman's Hermits. Yeah. Would have been singing, you know, uh, Henry VIII, uh, Am I Am, on, you know, and then uh, they would have, you know, for what it's worth, Buffalo Springfield would come on right after that. And, uh, you know, that's the way radio was back then. It's not like that now, though. So, yeah, it's yeah, it's a different age, for sure. So did you see, did you, did you actually lay eyes on uh, the Herman's Hermit? guy no 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 i didn't see him i mean it was like this was something they had gone to on friday or saturday night uh and uh yeah i I wouldn't i mean i I would actually recognize the guy if i saw him on the street i think he you know you talked about the 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 tv presence he he i believe was uh, there was a there was an infomercial thing that he was on a lot where they were trying to sell the you know the the here's the hits of the 60s kind of thing and i think he was the host of one of those things where that ran over and over and uh yeah i think you're right one of those those deals where they were trying to sell the you know set of cds that that whole thing which is uh yeah 
Yeah. I watched uh, I watched something else. Um, I watched something on Apple TV. Yeah. And it was, uh, I, I think it's called Visible or something like that. It's it's about homosexuality and um, on television. And I watched the first episode, and it was pretty fascinating. There's uh, a lot of homosexuality on TV. Well, now, now but now. but back in the day, it was a whole different thing, and and uh, um, it, it was it covered a lot. And one of it, one of the things was apparently I didn't know this. Do you know uh, um, Raymond Burr? Yeah, uh, who played Perry Mason? Who apparently he was gay. I didn't know he was gay. Oh, he was gay. I did not know that. Yeah, he was gay, and I, I didn't know this was. And so. At the time, though, it wasn't, you know, you didn't come out. It was, you couldn't, you know, it was a big deal. Um, there was, uh, do you remember the show Dobie Gillis? That's with uh, vaguely, Bob, vaguely. De- Bob Denver. So I don't really remember, yeah. it, but Bob Denver had a goatee. Goatee just being the chin beard, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some people would call it, the Van Dyke is the full, what we referred to as a goatee, but it was just the chin beard, I guess. And uh, yeah. And I don't know much about Dobie Gillis. I know it was in black and white, but there was a female yeah. character on the show. And she was um, very butch, tomboy. Apparently, the actress playing the part was actually lesbian. I think she was about 19 or 20. They interviewed this woman, and she was going to get her own TV show as that character, like a spinoff show. And I guess the president of the network or someone just was like, she's too butch, and then boom, shut it down. Boom, no. I saw and, that on reruns, uh, but I, and I, I can't. I, I kind of got a vague memory of what she what she looked like i think it was like his sister or something yeah i think it was a friend or something and she was just and it and it was interesting because it was like again i didn't watch that show it was before my time and i don't think it was in reruns enough for me to have watched it and and so they were they 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 did a thing about that and her character and they're interviewing the woman and she ended up going into politics and doing other things but it was just at that time you couldn't you couldn't do certain things you couldn't you would lose your gig you would lose your job Surprised Dobie's not a bigger name though. There's, there should be Dobie. more kids named Dobie. You had Dobie Gillis, then you had uh, Dobie Gray. Drift away. I, I don't know that thing. one. I Drift know. away. That song. You know. Give no, me the beat, boys. Free my soul. Want to get lost in your rock and roll. Yeah, I do know that song. Drift away. But, but I don't know the Dobie part. Dobie Gray. That's who sang it. I, I never would have been able to. Um, I'm trying so to look it, at images here of Dobie yeah. Gillis just to see if I can spot her. Yeah, I mean, she's got like uh, she's got bangs, you know. She's got longish hair. Oh but, yeah, I remember that. I, now yeah. this was way uh, this is before my time actually. For yeah. this, it would have been you know on something like a black and white show. Yeah, black and white show probably in the um, early sixties. Yeah, that cost there were there was color television, but not there were still black and white shows. Um, but and, and then they had but they were talking about they were talking about um the Raymond Burr and and. Uh, the the female lead, his romantic interest on the show, was played by William Cott's mother. And you know who William Cott is? No, I don't. He played the greatest American hero. Do you remember that show? With Robert Culp? It was kind of... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I guess I did. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. you, you would have been probably too old to have watched it, but it was like right in my wheelhouse as like a teenager. It was on in the '80s, whatever you know. You would have been, and and I was like, I saw William Cotton. I used to love that show, 
And uh, they had that song, Believe It or Not, Rupert Holmes. I don't know the guy's name who sang the song, Believe It or Not, I'm Flying on the Air. You walking know, the, on Air. Walking yeah. on Air, whatever. Yeah. yeah, I love that song. I'd go to the roller skating rink, and, man, that would get me up. I would get excited. I'd get pumped. <laughs> I still do. Um, and so, but anyway, but he was on it, and it was like, he, I looked him up, and he's like, he's 69 years old. Like, in my mind, he was so much younger than my parents and so much cooler because he was like the anti-superhero. Yeah, yeah, it was the red uh, thing, the red, uh, the red, yeah, whatever yeah. cape, cape sort yeah. of thing going on. Yeah, but, but speaking of roller skating, um, you know, like that was something that we did in the '80s a lot. I remember going there to, and I was on Staten Island uh, this on yesterday, and I passed by a roller skating rink. I didn't know they were back. I there's one right next door to where I work. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's and it's grungy, and it, I was in it. Uh, Oh, a couple of years ago, Zoe's friends wanted to go roller skating, so they went there, and I, I went to pick her up. And uh, by the way, Joey Scarberry uh, was Who? the Joey Scarberry was the uh, singer of Believe It or Not. Um, I would never would have been able to guess that. Yeah, Joey Scarberry. Um, anyway, so I went in there, and it just was. I mean, this roller rink was exactly like you would have expected one to have been in the seventies. They hadn't updated anything. Uh, it smelled like feet and bad cologne. It's like you know, it's like Axe body spray and feet is what it smelled like in the place. And they were, hot. And it was just yeah, it was same, fire. The exact same environment that the, that it, it's uh, that it would yeah it would have been way back in the day. Still, it, still there. I didn't. I don't know what kids do now, but Kylie went. Uh, Kylie went with uh, three of her friends, and they went to Top Golf. You know Top Golf, yes. I there's a well. When I was in, uh, where was it? Uh, when I was in Austin, uh-huh. uh, Texas. There's a place there where they have this. You you go up on this roof of this building and they have like yeah. a they got a driving golf, range driving range thing up then they it, yeah. it was like a and it was like a, a bowling alley sort of environment yeah. so it's like a giant it's what the top golf is it's just a di- giant space yeah high high ceilings warehouse type space with driving ranges and targets and all this thing and, and they've got yeah. nets around it so the balls right, aren't right, flying right, off right, the roof right, right. so kylie yeah. won i said kylie how did you win i said how how did you win how did you know you won she said we were all terrible but i won and and I said, you know, is it like bowling? Because she said there was a sensor in the ball. I was like, well, how do they know it's your ball or whatever? But when it's your turn, it's you know Kylie C, and then it's you know Olivia P, and whatever, and you go through the names and you go up, and she must have hit the most targets. And I said, is it like bowling? And she got, she's like, don't mention bowling. And she got really upset. Like really? really emotionally upset. Like, <laughs> like I'm like, what? What? What does it okay. matter? And then I was like, all of a sudden I remembered. I was like, oh right, when she was in like the third or fourth grade, she used to do a bowling. I think a bowling thing at the elementary school. We would rent out a bowling alley, and every Friday for like a, you know, a 12 week period, they would bowl together, and they'd be they'd pick their teams, and they would have fun. And I think she hated it, and I think it was a, a combination of like the low light and the sounds and whatever and she said no no that wasn't that i barely remember that i said well, what is it she said well a couple so she had the lower back fracture not so long ago you know like that stress fracture from dancing yes and she went bowling with her friends and she couldn't bowl so they were bowling not that they were enjoying it, but she wasn't part of that and she had to wear this like back brace and it yes. was very uncomfortable and and it didn't she couldn't in her clothes she didn't like the way she looked in her clothes and i guess maybe um 
she was going through some other things. You know, she's 15 at the time, and and she was very emotional and felt like left out, and she was so upset. And I and I all I did was mention bowling, and I, all I was trying to do was to say it's like bowling, right? And she just started crying. You know what you need to do? You need to uh, get that song, the uh, Crash Test Dummies. Um, Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once there was this girl who. Yeah, anyway, that's what I was thinking of. <laughs> Which has nothing to do with anything. Did they talk about bowling? <laughs> bowling. It was a, uh, no, th- there's something. There's a, the girl has some sort of problem where she can't do something in the song and she's uh, she's somebody in the washroom or something. I don't know, some, some weird shit. I don't know. The girl probably. In the in the mm song, um, she probably um, she wanted to wear an assless bathing suit in front of uh, in front of her family and go golfing on a roof, because that's what kids fucking do these days. Assless Jeez. bathing suits. Did anyway. Teenage did, girls. Did did uh, did her friends were they, were they wearing assless bathing suits up there? No, I, you know I I don't want to listen. I listen. It's I don't. I don't deal with the bathing suits. It's I uncomfortable, don't. right? Every now and again. No. Your daughter just went to Florida, didn't she? She recently with her mother? No. Well. Were they wearing, were they, as a mother-daughter team, were they, what did they wear for swimming suits? I did don't, you? I don't know. Um, and I don't think they went to the beach and there was a pool, but it's in a private backyard. Okay. Um, and I, I've seen my daughter go out with shorts and short shorts and i'm like i'm not no 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 oh god no <laughs> see no. it's problematic i'm telling you it's it's uh yeah um, yeah but i i'm not like I, I don't care who's wearing it it's just like i i listen i don't know i i i remember being in high school in mini mini short mini skirts or whatever and people complaining at the time and i'd be like i don't know it's 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 a lot it really is i'm, I'm looking at the at the greatest american hero stuff yet and because uh, i had kind of forgotten about this show and i noticing the logo for the greatest american hero the his superhero logo thing it's definitely a penis um there's there's it's no a, it's a penis it looks like a square sort of thing with a penis in the middle of it it's 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 obvious. I, I thought it looked like an Egyptian penis. Well, it could be an Egyptian penis, but it's definitely it's definitely a penis, and uh, I'm not sure what's up with that. So, yeah, kids uh, these days uh, they don't know what they're missing. Yeah, I guess Greatest it kind of does look like I guess it? so. Now that you look at it, it's kind of like the it's kind of like the Amazon logo. That's definitely a penis. That's like. It's like, yeah. Once you get that Amazon logo penis in your head, you yeah you yeah. All the guys at that meat party, the whatever the hell it's called, the the, the meat thing. They're right now they're having the same conversation we are. They're talking about the greatest American hero, and the fact that there's an obvious penis half erect on every Amazon box that goes by. It's just there. They got trucks driving around with the penis on it. There's the Amazon penis is everywhere. And then worst part about it is they don't even pay taxes for their penis. I'm fairly confident at meat parties. There's not a lot of talking. You don't think they talk? They don't, there's no, not a lot. There's of, no. There's no introductions or talking. <laughs> they're like, "Are you voting for Pete? Are you voting for I don't, Pete?" I don't think. And they're like, "No, he's not queer enough." <laughs> Uh, so, um, the kids are into, uh, 
as part of this vacation thing, we're 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 trying to wean them off of both the girls are have gone uh, off the deep end here on on ramen, uh, and uh, we've we've graduated as a family from the standard ramen that you can get. You, know, you can buy the giant box of the the ramen packages for what it's like a a buck ninety eight for twenty of these things or uh-huh. something like that. Yeah, and it's bad, but the, but because it's because they're lazy and it's easy to make. They're like okay, they've they just went on this this ramen kick for a while, and then I made the mistake. I was with uh, Rachel, and we were we were shopping and uh, for for groceries, and Zoe was FaceTiming us as we were doing that, trying to trying to put in some orders for whatever bad food she wanted. And uh, anyway, so uh, I picked up this what I thought was a ramen that they wouldn't eat it was this super hot um, like it had all the crazy warnings on it you know molten blah 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 you know it just didn't seem like that they would go for it it looked it looked hotter than hot cheetos hot this roman this roman ramen no it's it's not roman ramen it's just standard ramen but it's uh, it's asian ramen and so it's it's uh it's the hot it's stuff. the real it's the hard the hardcore real stuff the real stuff no joke so right. I, so i thought all right they're not going to want this. She says, "Buy it. We'll we'll try it." So I we we got actually two of them, and um, they both declared it to be the best best thing ever, the best thing ever. So then they're like, "Can you go get that? And if you see any other kind, get just get that too." Because they didn't know there were there were other kinds. So we've been on this adventure ramen kick lately, and I've been trying to find I've been trying to find ramen that they can't that they can't handle. So far, I haven't gotten there. So far, they've yeah. they've, uh, they've mastered that. Yeah. And, but there is a we have a there's a little Asian grocery that I haven't been to down the street, and I know they've got shit tons of stuff. So I think I'll be able to find yeah. the yeah. most obnoxious my, ramen there. Yeah, my problem with ramen is not enough sodium. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is our show. Let's let Mr. Big Voice take us out. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed Unbecoming of Age. Bonus content at unbecomingofage.com. Subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcatcher. Find us on social media at Unbecoming of Age. And sometimes when we talk.